Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Talk More Movies, the show where we try, we really do try to talk about movies, but inevitably we'll talk about anything else. I am your host, Michael Breslin. To my left is Sean Cotton. Hello. And to his left is Don McLennan. Hello. How is everyone? Good. Fine. What are you drinking? What am I drinking? I am drinking vodka and ice and mango. Yeah, seen that as a Tesco's finest. Oh, this is Tesco, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't again. Can't push for that finest shit. <laughs> yeah, no, obviously we done my dry rum last week, and I haven't, I haven't moved on from my, my Pepsi Max and Coke. <laughs> I don't think I can actually release myself from it. <laughs> I'm iceless this week, though. Um, what are you drinking? Wine and Coke. Yeah, what the fuck's that about? And what is that? Like, I've never heard it's anything. Nice. Like it's wine really nice. Here, taste. It's, I'm done. I, when you were downstairs there, I'm gonna go. I, I smelled. It smelled like an ice tree. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I will give it a go. It's a movie podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just need. Yeah. Mm. It just tastes like Coke, but like mangan Coke. <laughs> <laughs> it's a like Coke that's been already there for a couple of months. <laughs> 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 There too. So I actually haven't tasted it yet, so it's probably not fair. But there, yeah, that's awful. That's <laughs> lovely. <laughs> that's really fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking, Sean? Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's just a, just diet Pepsi and vodka. Okay. Standard. Here, hereby known as the usual. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what what have you been watching this week? Have you seen anything? Done anything? You're allowed. I've seen nothing. <laughs> what did I watch this week? Oh, I watched it Under the Woods, uh, the Disney film. It was released a couple of months back. Like it? Yeah, I was kind of really disappointed to be quite honest with you. My uh, girlfriend's a huge Disney fan. She's kind of into musicals too, so I thought right, fucking sweet, this right up her alley. So uh, we put it on, and I think the thing I was most disappointed is that. They were mixing fairy tales and stuff, and like that would give you such a broad canvas, you know, because you can do so much with so many different characters and put them in the same world. And I thought, fuck, this is gonna be real interesting. And it was just really fucking dull. Like not only really dull, but like it felt like it went on for like maybe 40, 45 minutes too long. It, and the the plot just kind of fucking meandered. Doesn't really make sense to me. And as well, James Corden's on. Fuck him. <laughs> oh no, I like James Corden. I don't like James Corden. He was in the some good Doctor Who episode. And, and well, okay, fair enough, I'll give him that. But he seems like that mucker who you just kind of have to bring along. <laughs> He's just that guy. No, I don't mind James Corden. No, but I, I've seen Into the Woods before as well. It's not great. I was disappointed about it. Yeah. Because it's not even like the songs in it are that great either. I, I didn't actually look on this, but I'm sure that uh, I'm nearly convinced that the giant at the end of Under the Woods is Michael Gambon. Is it? Is it Dumbledore? Michael, phone's oh. off. Come on, Mr. Host. Oh. Knock it off, baby. Oh. <laughs> ruined the whole thing I've ruined the whole thing we're going to start over no fuck hey everyone <laughs> uh, no fuck is the giant can we uh, can we check this out for a later in the show is the giant Michael Gambon in Under the I, Woods I shall look that up now. look it up because the, the thing is is that even the CJ the giant I thought was fucking awful have you seen Under the Woods no no don't bother <laughs> but yeah see Blanny instead no don't <laughs> Annie is also bad that new Annie is also bad. Not that the first one was a masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination. But, but the, the, the 
But Blanny's better than Ember Woods. Would you stop calling him <laughs> Blanny? Black Annie? That's, that's bordering on racism. <laughs> uh, it's, no. It's an awful thing, Michael. Michael, what's the topic so sweet? Um... Um, I'm, I'm locking up the end of the list thing. <laughs> go down. Have you watched films this week? We'll go back some time. I was going to bed one night and then this week. Yes. One night this week. <laughs> and, uh, That's insane. <laughs> I just said, like, really. I'm going to glance through a Like, insightful. Films. I went to bed one night. One night, I mean, fucking like 10 years ago. <laughs> and I watched. Uh, He's seen one film. I watched <laughs> Sucker Punch. Oh, uh, we discussed that last week on the dry run. Do we? Yeah, sucker punch. Okay. Yeah, but very briefly we talked right. about. It. Basically, I just says that obviously my undying man crush for John Hamm, right. the fact that he's in it. He's That's at the end, isn't he? Yeah, it's a yeah. fucking absolute blot on his career. There's nothing. Uh, just uh, what a shit film. It's <laughs> <laughs> you took a deep intake of breath there, and I thought, right, he's gonna go on a big fucking huge analytical run here. Oh shit, Paul. <laughs> as much as you can muster. <laughs> I just can't get over it that it got funding. It's just fucking CGI. But Zack Snyder as well. I don't like Zack Snyder. You don't like Zack Snyder? No. So you're not really looking forward to Batman vs Superman? No. No? No. When did you make the trailer? The trailer? It looked like every other superhero film. Yeah. And is that not your topic for later? It is, yeah. Oh, that would have been such a good segue. <laughs> we're not doing that topic. Shit. shit. <laughs> Michael, can we turn number... What have you been watching this week? Um, it says the giant was Francis de la Tour. Right, so it wasn't Michael Gamble. <laughs> <laughs> I was convinced that was Michael Gamble. Maybe, maybe that's just the voice. Ah, must no. Michael it was Michael Gamble's voice. Oh, well, I don't know. Must have been. Oh it my says, fuck! It says the 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 giant is Francis de la Tour. Oh, I got that completely wrong. <laughs> I completely fucked that up. She kind of looks like Michael Gamble. <laughs> she looks nothing like Michael. It's a woman as well. No, it's a man. No, I think it's a woman. Yeah, yeah. That's a definite woman. Definitely Michael. A woman, yeah. You seen a woman before, Michael? That's her husband. Um, <laughs> I probably also going up. Oh, Michael. Exactly. <laughs> I'm giving us bollocks before we came on here, but oh, Suki, okay. Also, we just want to let the, the listeners know that Michael's dog is on here with us. She's looking at us very attentively. Stanley Tucci. And also crying at Stanley Tucci. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, films I've watched this week. I've seen Avengers Age of Ultron. Which you also... Oh, yeah, yeah, I also <laughs> seen that too. <laughs> I completely forgot. What? Is that new? Yeah, it's I just like this week. Don't know, like the fact that your topic's comic book films. <laughs> You're asking, is that new? It's not. Have you not seen What was the last Avengers film like? Like three, four years ago? Yeah, it was three years ago. Not long. Yeah. yeah. Felt like a couple of years ago. <laughs> You're, you're already on the ball. Right? I really am. What are you doing your time, Don? <laughs> I feel like a couple weeks ago. Time just goes very slowly. It's too soon. Too soon, man. Too soon. So what do you think of the Avengers Age of Ultron? Uh, I, I very, very much enjoyed it. Um, it's not it's not better than version. Yeah, and I mean, like, I've seen a lot of reviews and, like, a lot of critics were saying, oh, it's, you know, it's it's not just as good as the first one. It's, it's a lot better. And I thought, oh, fuck you. I kind of got my hopes up for it. When I went to see it, like it, it was a good film. It's entertaining and stuff like that. Fucking completing up their popcorn movie, like, and I, I can't really fault it in that regard. But I don't think it was anywhere near the first one. I don't think the writing was as tight. Uh, the whole Black Widow, uh, Incredible Hulk, fucking love story. Uh, I thought that was so movie. cheesy, and I was really forced. It's just like all oh, this crowbar in an unnecessary romance when there's fucking so much going on anyway, and there's about fucking forty characters they have to get through. 
Thor's storyline as well towards the end. We're not really big spoilers or anything, but just his storyline towards the end. It just kind of, I kind of have a problem with just how that came about as well. Yeah, I think that comes off as a bit jarring too because um, we were reading an article the other day and it said that they'd actually filmed way more of that. They padded out. There was a lot more focus on Thor's story. Was supposed to be in it as well. Yeah, but uh, I think that. It, I mean, it's two or twenty minutes long already. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I don't think I would add an extra fucking twenty twenty five minutes on it. So they chopped it. Yeah. Um, I know I, I I had more problems with, it, but we'll we'll save it for when we're talking generally about comic book films. So yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so we'll go into new stuff now, and so I just have a bunch of stuff listed. So I'll I'll say what it is, and then yeah. we can decide if we want to talk about it. Josh Trank leaves the Star Wars spinoff. Who's Josh Trank again? Josh Trank is currently directing the Fantastic Four film, which you're so excited about. Oh, <laughs> Christ yeah. alive. Oh, but he, he directed Chronicle as well. Oh, yeah. That's how I remember his yeah. name. That's a good film. Chronicle is a good film. It's really, really good. I, I just, it's such a basic idea, like a, a kind of handheld film, but about... Akira kind of done it first, though, with anime. Yeah, true. True. But, I mean, it's it. I like the idea of Chronicle, not to fucking go off topic here, but... He's full of a butt. Yeah, full of a butt. That's the whole point of this podcast. But uh, I really like Chronicle because you think he's obviously you've seen like a kind of origin superhero story so many times and it's it's yeah. kind of boring now to watch it so many times over like oh get superpowers you know let has to adapt these powers has yeah. to adapt their responsibility but I thought it was kind of fun just seeing like a bunch of fucking reckless teenagers <laughs> actually act like teenagers if they had superpowers mm-hmm. and like fucking not just like the stupid fucking Spider Man thing where he's all oh I fucking just ripped off a door handle like crazy am I? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like crazy fucking, I mean like if upon this say if you were like say. 16, fuck that, 16, if I, if I was, if I got superpowers now, I'm 26, I'd go fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, you would be. I'd be robbing shit, flying to different countries, <laughs> laser beaming people. <laughs> laser beaming. <laughs> We've lost your dog. Oh, Jesus, actually, where's your dog, what? Uh, I think she's over in that corner there. She's we'll, leave her, we'll leave her be. Actually, go and reach over. She's right there. Oh, she's under your seat. Oh. <laughs> I'll just go. Um, no, yeah, Josh Trank left the Star Wars spinoff, and he, he he put out like a statement about it, and it was basically just saying that he he's been kind of thinking about it, and he thinks it's better for his path that he goes to his own original stuff rather yeah. than being in a under Star Wars or whatever. And so, right, fair, I just think as his value, like fair enough, if that's. If that's what they're saying, but there's loads of shit then on the internet and rumors saying, oh no, he was actually fired off at the part and he's really hard to work with and all this Because the Simon Kimberg, he's a producer of on the Star Wars spinoffs and he's producing Fantastic Four. Like <coughs> say Fantastic Mr. Fox, <laughs> Fantastic Four. So there's pe- people saying like, oh, he hated working with him on Fantastic Four and all this here. But it's just like, right, even if that's the case. Who cares? You know what I mean. He's left the film, yeah. so you can start thinking about what directors are going yeah, exactly. to do. Like, don't watch the guy and get like some cheap Aye. shots on after. But it's like, just, there's no need to. I think in reality, with all these rumors and lies and the gossip mill and stuff like that, that really why Josh Trank pulled out is because he decides to retire because he's finally seen the final cut of Fantastic Four. He's realized that <laughs> I am not supposed his, to be a his film. Career's over. <laughs> My career's over. I pop a human cornflake on the film. <laughs> or maybe he's just so excited by it, he's, he's just getting on that Fantastic Four 2, man. Oh, Christ. He's, he's just all, this is my franchise. Oh, no. <laughs> the worst. Right. Uh, Assassin's Creed starts shooting in September. What? See, Starring Michael Fassbender. What? Oh, he, he's also what? producing it as well. 
Enzo, is it? The main character? I'm not a big gamer. That's who? Is it? Well, they, they haven't confirmed who's actually playing yet. Because... They just Born did a little drink. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, they haven't confirmed who he's playing yet, but uh, certainly it's the main character. Well, see, <laughs> <laughs> every Assassin's Creed fr- fr- franchise has like a, a new main character for yeah. each story. Oh shit! See, well, see, there there was might even be a new character altogether. There was a there was a name that people were saying he might be playing, but I can't even remember what it was. Here. See, I've never played an Assassin's Creed game. Right. I just, I, I was just never really interested. Even though Assassin's Creed's for like kind of fifteen and stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and well, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to aim the fall maybe for like a fourteen release. Do you think Michael Fassbender's going to get the hang dong in that fall? <laughs> I'm assuming that's how he's going to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> beat them to hell, mate. Be happy about this one. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when that uh, when Shane was released and all the fucking all the talk was about just. Michael Fassbender's carcass, essentially. I mean, like, nobody was even focused on Well, people were focused on all the sex and shit like that in the film. But it was more about, like, hey, fuck, do you see Michael Fassbender's dick? You know, he's hung crazy. But... <laughs> he's hung <laughs> crazy. He's hung crazy. <laughs> but, uh... <coughs> <laughs> I only did watch Shane. And it was genuinely interesting to see it was Steve McQueen. I, I loved Hunger. Uh, and obviously, since then, I've, I've loved 12 Years a Slave. But I was really looking forward to seeing it. But my god, that cock just throws you off completely. And because, I mean, I mean like, I think it's the fact that it's in the first five minutes of the film... And it, I mean, like, people say, oh, it's funny. I thought, God, they were saying that, you know what I mean? Because Michael Fassman and he's cool, and they're so, oh, no, his dick's fucking huge. His <laughs> dick's fucking huge. Um, and he, he's just he's just kind of dandering about, like, he's just thinking, fucking, I'm like, what a bastard. You know, some people get love Michael Fassman, they're really good looking, knows like five languages, excellent actor, massive cock. It's not fair. It's not fair. You see, you see when you're actually uploading the podcast? Yeah. You do say whether it's clean or explicit. Oh, yeah, well, and, uh, I think I've just decided. I, I, was, I was, kind of, <laughs> was kind of wondering, like, I wonder if it would be all right for clean, but no. We're <laughs> <laughs> about 10 minutes on. <laughs> um, yeah, any more thoughts on Assassin's Creed? I don't know anything about it, so it's fucking hard for me to... They well, you, uh, you've played the game. I know the storylines of yeah. the games, which is... It's really confusing. And I don't know, I'm really pessimistic about stuff like this. I personally think it's going to be shite. Are you just kind of down on all video game good movies? Actually, as a, can we name one? Can we name a video game that's been adapted on the film that's ever been good? I thought the only one that was kind of admirable, but it was still pretty poor, was Silent Hill. Oh, yeah. I think that kind of captured the the tone and the fucking just general creepiness of Silent Hill. There's a soundtrack from the games as well, which was a smart yeah, move. That, like. Yeah, that was it. Was a smart move. Uh, the whole Resident Evil series is nah. fucking atrocious. Uh, what about Prince of Persia? Pretty bad. Terminator. I mean, they were just basically made just for. It was just a vehicle for Angelina Jolie. I don't really think they give a fuck about the character. Yeah. It was just it was just name recognition. Put Angelina Jolie in a fucking role with no one like serious blank. But you, you get like films like Mortal Kombat that's like kind of so bad they're good kind of like you enjoy Street the Fighter. kind of yeah but I mean like they're not uh, actually good yeah you, yeah you enjoy the campus but I mean I guarantee when Mortal Kombat was made that was not what they were going for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that was made with complete honest intentions of being passion. <laughs> pure passion <laughs> pure passion man. I can uh, picture the director whoever that poor man is in Mortal Kombat he's still sitting stewing as much probably a mansion because I think I made a lot of money just like oh they misunderstood me <laughs> <laughs> Power Rangers have moved from July 2016 to January 2017. 
Pirate Rangers? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, like, Pirate Rangers. <laughs> it's my favorite show as a kid, uh, but obviously I've, I don't watch it anymore, so I had no idea they were actually making a, a live action of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's the right man. Uh, they don't have a director. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know if they leave that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the only thing I would say is when Can they first... Josh Trunk? <laughs> hey, that's what he likes. At the Riverville? We'll start our own rumors <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Josh Trunk's going to Power Rangers here there first. <laughs> but, um... No, uh... No, the only thing that I think is interesting about it is when they first announced it, they said July 2016, which is right in the middle of, like, summer movies mm. season, so they they were going for like a big blockbuster kind of summer movie and now they've changed it to January 2017 <laughs> the dumping ground of yeah, the year yeah, yeah so it, it does it doesn't really show a lot of confidence I wouldn't say it's, it's, it's kind of a strange one Power just because obviously it was a huge show in the 90s I, I think I'm the, don't, don't quote me on this but I think it's still pretty fucking big in, in, in Japan and stuff like that I think they've had like a stack of different series that have kind of spawned uh, off there's from like, like 20 different yeah, kinds like, of like, like a, a dragon force and, and, and stuff oh, like that so but it's where we're if, if you reimagine someone like say the turtles the turtles was kind of niche and it's nostalgic but you could still kind of appreciate it as an adult but i think the power rangers is very chill focus more for like kind of mm. young kids but the thing is is it releasing it now you would have to kind of recapture that audience completely because kids now wouldn't have a fucking clue what the power rangers are you know what i mean well, I think they're they're going kind of more like young adults with it, like kind of kind of capture the same kind of Hunger Games kind of crowd. You know, they're they're doing it that way. Oh, see, they, I think that's what they're going, like a kind of darker take on. That would they like, do that with every superhero film? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would like be <laughs> hold back. I'm trying. <laughs> you'll, you'll keep your moment. <laughs> see, well, in, in regards to that that is pretty interesting. But I mean, like it's just like you can imagine maybe like say the the turtles or something like that being darker. But the Power Rangers were so fucking naff that it's it's hard, it would be hard to kind of. Except that at fist value, them being yeah. dark, you know, yeah. like having the Green Rangers, like fucking heroin addicts or something. Well, <laughs> well no, the, the, neither did you see the the Power Rangers fan film that was released, but it it had like James Vanderbeek and uh, Katie Sackhoff in it. This was on Uproxx recently. I don't think you really watched it, but I've heard it's fucking sweet. I know it's actually pretty good, but like I think uh, the Black Ranger we call him Zach something, and it's like he's like. He's like a druggie and like taking cocaine and all and like banging prostitutes and stuff. What? <laughs> they they went like super dark with it. Like, Holy fuck! So yeah. <laughs> so they they could go that way with like. I, I don't think they're gonna take that much as they have Well, that that would be like like full on eighteen right now. Yeah. Like so, like the Red Rangers are fucking serial killer, not a sex offender. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the story in that short film is that the new Red Ranger is is going around <laughs> killing the rest of the Power Rangers or something like that. I know, it was, a, it was like a month ago, I think. See that? I mean, like, that, you know what you're selling me on this? I bet you're selling me on this. That does sound pretty cool. See, I, I always thought the, big, the, the Power Rangers brand itself was always just going to be focused on kids, but I, I would have never imagined, obviously, it being kind of rebranded for adults, but that, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, like, I'm going to research this when I get home, Michael. If you just take it as in just their sex... Was it five Power Rangers, six Power Rangers? There was five, and then uh, the Green Ranger. The Green Ranger. Oh. He then turned into the White Ranger. Yeah. Um, Alright, so say five, six people, they just, they get these powers, and that's just all Power Rangers does. Then it's just what's the setting then, kind of? Like, it could yeah. be dark, it could be whining. Ah, oh, man. Do you, know who they, do you know who they gotta get right? I don't give a fuck if they mess up everything with that Power Rangers movie, but they gotta give fucking Zordon some serious yeah. shit. <laughs> you know what I love about Zordon? I'm like... <laughs> Someone says this to me like a, a fucking couple of years back. It's not until you're an adult that you realize that Zordon loves inside a giant bong. <laughs> <laughs> he is 
he's just a marijuana smoke just floating up there. Just fucking shouting out orders. <laughs> he's just out there getting fucking hot <laughs> He's hot fucked 24-7. You know what the fuck he's talking about? He's like, I go fucking kill them monsters over that like fucking nobody there. <laughs> <laughs> the end of Power Rangers you realize it's just Zordon's fucking pop dream Zordon's, just, Zordon's fucked up that's how they could go dark on a new pole Zordon's a drug addict just the smoke clears and it's just him sitting on his room like Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ he's just this fucking like fat 40 year old like human he just imagines himself as this fucking omnipotent fucking all knowing all seeing smoke basically what a Zordon like what is he supposed to be he's just a guy oh no in in the movie the the, the guy Ivan Ooze he, oh, he went to Jesus. he went to the headquarters and smashed Zordon out of the thing fuck Zordon he was, he was a, just a wee old man there I can't remember the f- I remember Ivan Ooze because he is the greatest villain ever now he, he haunts your dreams he does he haunts, he haunts everyone okay, <laughs> it, not a day goes by I don't think of Ivan Ooze what is up it up in this weird sticky ooze? Me and uh, <laughs> me and Terry were talking about that recently. What what is Ivan Ooze's catchphrase again? It is moan killing. <laughs> remember? Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably Zolly. I probably to be honest, the rape wasn't talking on in as well. So. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Legend Trader came out with Tom Hardy playing the Cray twins. Yep, yeah, uh, seen it. it does Great. look pretty interesting. It He's playing both twins right mm. it's it's kind of, it's interesting to me just for the fact that it's just two tom hardy's basically <laughs> i like that tom hardy is especially in the past like three fours he's really saying other people get a lot of challenge and stuff yeah. and he's playing both twins in that film it's pretty ambitious he's obviously doing the reboot of mad max which he kind of thinks ambitious because i've seen the trailer uh, yesterday actually for the first time it looks shit crazy mm. it looks like so over the top which I, is exactly I, what mad max should be really but yeah. i i seen the trailer for it in the cinema and seeing it on that big screen it freaked me out I mean, it, it actually was it's one of the few times i've looked on the trailer uh, on the trailer sorry and thought fuck this is like a bit too intense for me <laughs> i know because i said the jill my girlfriend that uh I don't know if I can see that in the cinema. I think I might freak out and like run out or something. Definitely not a hangover film. Oh, that way. Jesus, no. but, uh, also, just want to give a shout out. I know we do a recommendation thing at the end of the episode or the, the end of the podcast and stuff. Uh, for a recommendation, Lock. Have you seen Lock? Tom Hardy was released last it's year. Cut in his car, it's it? fucking excellent. Because you think, right, it's it's, it's an actor sitting in his car for, I, don't know, I think it's about an hour and 20 minutes and he's just chatting to someone on the phone you think, you know, I mean, like it would have to be some seriously good writing or a seriously good performance. Yeah. But it's both those things. It is yeah. excellent. I don't want to give too much away. It's basically it's a man driving from one side to the other because he has he's had rich. a yeah he's had an extra Ivan look he's had an extra marital affair and uh, from having that extra marital affair he's got the girl pregnant hmm. and it's basically him driving from his hometown to go to the hospital to this girl who he hasn't seen since they they kind of fucking hooked up and stuff. Yeah. But it's him phoning his wife and revealing her over the phone that he's been cheating on her and then him speaking to his sons when they're asking him all why his mum crying in the bathroom and then him speaking to his uh, work colleague because they've got this huge job on the next day. He's like, a, he's like a, a, an architect or like a construction I, I, I thought I thought it was about concrete. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was just all, starting out the delivery. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a concrete mixer. <laughs> Not quite that level, like, you know what I mean? But uh, it, it's, it's, it's absolutely excellent. And uh, like Mikey pointed out there before, uh, Tom Hardy and I puts on this Welsh accent. They got a bit of flack for it. I mean, like a lot of people said they sounded like a fucking Indian telecommunications guy. <laughs> but, uh, because it's Welsh accent, that's a bit fucking like, over the top of things. But I don't know. It adds like a kind of 
a depth like I, I'm not I wouldn't even, actually no I'm not even a depth like character but it, it gives everything he says a, a bit more uh, gravitas gravitas mm-hmm. is the word I'm looking for Michael thank you very much it gives him a bit more gravitas and you kind of you, you listen more uh, attentively of what he's saying but it is it's it's really really good so fucking check it out uh, what we talk- oh fuck yeah we're talking about <laughs> that's how I got on that I kind of went off him on there uh, the Legend trailer. Did you actually see the trailer? Yeah, I seen the trailer. Uh, it definitely beats the the Spandu Ballet version of the Craig ones that we were using before, <laughs> Martin Kemp. But uh, yeah, it looks good. I think uh, I'm actually surprised they're only getting. Re- I know that there's been like a lot of TV movies and stuff about the Craig's, uh, but I mean, obviously they're the probably kind of maybe Britain's most notorious gangsters. I'm surprised it's taken so long for there to be a reboot of that. Yeah, because they were they were bad fuckers. Like you know what I mean, and it's a fucking gold mine for drama and tension or yeah. for a thriller in general but the choice they make you know obviously Tom Hardy both create ones I think really interesting because I think there's there's not many more talented actors in the world at the moment than Tom Hardy if anybody can pull it off it's him I would actually kind of like when I see the film they see the different nuances and the different yeah. movements and stuff he's got for each character that's why I'm kind of excited cool. about DC how he plays them both differently again yeah. and I think it'd be interesting because I do think the will create ones I mean obviously they were too bad fuckers like but uh, I think that's kind of common like the one of them was more kind of sadistic and, and, mm, and, and worse than the other Reggie Cray was it yeah, yeah. Uh, that could have been one uh, was it Reggie and Ronnie is that their names Reggie and Ronnie mm. one so you're saying it could be Reggie or Ronnie it could be Reggie or Ronnie it's not too bad Billy Ryan Brecken Revelation it is Kingsman 2 is in development. I was going to watch Kingsman 1, I suppose it's called. <laughs> I was going to watch Kingsman 1 the other night. Uh, through your recommendation, because you said you loved it. It is very good. Uh, didn't get around to doing it. Chose Anna Woods instead, because she wasn't she was not the Kingsman. That, that was a bad choice. because a very bad choice. Yeah, I've heard, obviously, the Kingsman is sweet. Is basically Kingsman, like, a spoof that sort of takes itself seriously, like James Bond and just espionage films, but it's knownly over the top. Is it? Would that be kind of right in saying this? Yeah, pretty much. It, what it is? It kind of hits all the kind of tropes of like a James Bond kind of thing, but then it just goes way over the top, and it's it's just good. <laughs> it's yeah, just, it's just really fun and just great to watch. And it's Matthew Vaughn, and he just has this kind of touch for making. Extreme violence, really good to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it. Is that a talent? <laughs> I'm just yeah. Because, like, look at Kick-Ass. I mean, that was, that was brutal as well. And Kingsman's probably a bit more brutal than that. And it's, but it's just a lot of fun. And he, do, he Matthew Vaughn also did it in uh, such a fun way. X-Men First Class, the other night. He did. He said, well, actually, look at Matthew Vaughn's track record. He's got a pretty good track record. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got a pretty good filmography now, actually, looking at. But actually, well, I mean, like, not to say that he has to move on in like other films, you know, like say dramas or, or whatnot. You know, he seems well, to be. Well, currently he's in talks with Fox to direct Flash Gordon. Really? That's well, <laughs> it seems, uh, well, obviously not, not going to be high drama. <laughs> well, I never really could turn it around. <laughs> like that, Dirk? Yeah. <laughs> Get Zordon just, on there? <laughs> Zordon the fucking hero now. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, with Kingsman 2, like, I'm excited like they would g- give it a sequel and stuff, but. Like Kick-Ass 2, Matthew Vaughn didn't direct it, he just produced it, and mm. it wasn't as good. Yeah, I it still enjoyed it. No, I still enjoyed it, but it just didn't have the same kind of flavour of the first one. And I, I would fear that's what would happen with Kingsman as well, that he would just produce it and get someone else and they direct, and it just wouldn't have his kind of touch and his kind of ways, you know? Yeah, yeah but basically you wouldn't see his stamp on it. Yeah. 
it was it's kind of strange with Kick-Ass that you brought it up because when uh, first went to see Kick-Ass in the cinema you know really liked it I didn't go as like kind of crazy as everybody else for it I didn't think it was fucking groundbreaking I thought it was a good film it was entertaining and stuff but uh, I think it was on Channel 4 a couple of months back and I rewatched it for the first time like maybe 3-4 years and I've, it's not they said it hasn't aged well but I think that all the films that have come since then like you know darker text on comic book films it's not as kind of uh, appealing you know it's, it's not as it doesn't it doesn't get you the same way that it does the first time I mean like obviously you've got this you know 10 year old who does cuss words and fucking chops guys heads off and stuff like yeah. that and you know that's shocking the first time you see it but when you watch it again I, I, I don't know Tom uh, or sorry what's his name Nicholas Cage. Nicholas, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage is absolutely incredible. It's all he's so good. As Kika, he's so <laughs> so good. I love the fact that he was basically doing a parody of Adam West yeah. by just doing Adam West. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. No, I I still love the first Kickass. Like I watched it there recently, and it, no, I just have the same amount of fun with it. I just think it's really good and class. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'm just getting very old and curmudgeon. I'm a butter, uh, a butter man. You are a butter man. In my man. old age. I'm not a butter man. I'm more, more so than you. That is untrue. <laughs> you'll get to know this if we get past one podcast that you'll, it'll be revealed that Michael Bresson is an awful human being. Okay. Dawn's fine. Yeah, you're applauding <laughs> you yourself for being a good person. Yeah, go, go team. <laughs> um, ben Affleck has been pictured on the set of Suicide Squad. Yeah, well, I mean, that can only mean one thing in the end. I think it was kind of like the worst kept secret that obviously Batman will be making some sort of appearance in it. Well, he was in his Bruce Wayne suit, so they're saying maybe Bruce Wayne's in it and not Batman. Like a cameo. Yeah. I would bring up the whole Joker thing, but that's my topic for later. Obviously, yeah. seeing the photo, so we'll, we'll leave that for now. Um, obviously, we, we talked about Batman vs Superman last week. I mean, it's the one you want to fucking delve into again. Not really, no. <laughs> 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 Draw a line there, just <laughs> what's the next part of these then, young bastards? It's Ben Affleck's on a farm with Jesus, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, that is cheap because we talked about that for 40 minutes last week, and now he's acting all above it. Like, oh, Ben Affleck's on a farm, he cares. We decoded that last week, analyzed that shit of it, no. and you were you were as undead as me. <laughs> no, but this, we're talking about Suicide Squad now. He's like, all right, great, he's going to do a cameo. It's, no. not, it's not like he's going to be in the whole fucking volume. Enough that, how do you know? You just know he, has, he has Jennifer Garner to go home to. He can do another film. <laughs> <laughs> what a poor piece of logic. <laughs> oh, he has a wife. So he can't do films anymore. <laughs> well, no, he's they just shot Batman vs Superman. He wouldn't go straight into Suicide Squad. Though. Why would he? That man's, he's all about acting again these days. Aye, he's but, back up on it. Aye, but he hasn't seen Jennifer Garner in months. Ah, she's great. Uh, you want to get over <laughs> check noins <laughs> um, okay Jeff Daniels has joined the Divergent series anybody care about the Divergent no series no one gives a shit no one gives a shit about the Divergent I actually forgot it was a series <laughs> yeah. I Divergent Insurgent and then I have no idea what you call the third <laughs> although Jeff Daniels lovely man continue yeah oh I wanted to bring this up on a bit of a personal note I recently watched the anime Death Note yeah. have you ever seen it the TV show yeah have you seen all of it? Yep. They're doing an American version of it. <laughs> nah. It's <laughs> not going to work. An American film. Nah. And uh, they announced the director, Adam Wingard, who directed The Guest. Oh, yeah, which and I also went on Death <laughs> with last week. 
When I say in depth, it was a drunken ramble. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he also directed that film, You're Next. Have Which also seen, yeah, what they see at in the cinema. I know, it's good. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, yeah. uh, me and uh, Leeds went to see it. She wasn't crazy about it. I don't think that she really got what it was trying to do. It was yeah. trying to be like a, a kind of pastiche of kind of old slotty horror films and uh, stuff like that. I do think, though, it started out good, <laughs> and I like that kind of that atmosphere they were building. I just think then, towards the end, they kind of got a bit fucking like a horror version of Home Alone. You know what uh, I mean? With all these different fucking like traps and stuff. It kind of, it took you out of the world they were trying to build, kind of, yeah, it, 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 it took away all the tension and all the kind of the thrills that they built up there. It was, it was a grand film. Yeah, I mean, it's and then, we'll watch it again. Like, it's one of those films you see once, you're like, right, okay, that's the, I've done that. <laughs> Move the, on. The, the screenwriter is Jeremy Slater, who has written one film, The Lazarus Effect. What the fuck's that? It's a horror film that came out, like, this year. Makes sense. Uh, Donald Glover's on it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, he's also written the new Fantastic Four film, so. Oh, well. Uh, we'll write that one off, though. <laughs> And I, it's just all his other stuff's in development, but he has loads of stuff in development. He's like six films in development now. But he has many. I don't know. But yeah, he's supposed to be working on the screenplay for Death Note as well. And yeah, I don't think it would work. See, I have no idea what Death Note is. Can you explain it, it maybe? Go in there with a detail? Um, a short synopsis of Death Note is... Hmm. <laughs> there, there's these, like... Oh, you explain it. There's these, uh... <laughs> there's, there's, these, there's these gods of death basically called okay. Shimigamis ah, okay. and they live in their own kind of god zone realm kind of thing god they, zone. I don't know so where Zordon lives specifically uh, well, they live next door to Zordon <laughs> must be the worst neighbour <laughs> one of them drops a book basically I know they have these books yeah. called death notes where they can write in somebody's name and then that person dies Right. and there's this one called Ryuk is Ryuk in there? Yeah. and uh he basically just gets a bit bored. He suffers from ennui, and <laughs> and uh, he just he just basically decides to throw his death note and on the, the on the earth, so a human can pick it up and just to see what happens basically. All right. And then the whole story is just this kid L picks up the book, and then just what happens with him and the book basically. I'm sure from what I know of anime, anime, you can't fucking say it probably <laughs> anime. What the fuck is that? Anime, I am sure that it is suitably mental. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I would say so. And the the, sh- the show's really good. I think it there's a, there's a bit where it peaks and then it kind of trembles off towards yeah. the end, but the end's, the end's still good. They they It ended well, I think. It's a strange thing because there's, a, there's fucking so much, well, from what I've been told, anyway, I, I know you're an anime fan, dumbly, I'm saying our fan, massive mm-hmm. anime fan, but it seems like there's a, a world of... From what I've heard, there's a world of like excellent anime out there. It's always something that I wanted to get on the. Yeah. And I remember uh, Donnelly, a friend of mine, a few years back. Uh, I love it. It's so strange because you're chatting for other people, so me having to explain <laughs> that Donnelly's a friend of mine, even though he's been <laughs> your friend for just as long. <laughs> but I remember him trying to get me on the anime years ago, and he showed me. Uh, Ghost in the Shell, Akira, you know, like the kind of the, the standard classics, and it was just too mental for me. I just couldn't take it on, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, like, I think I would have to maybe take a sit back because I know they put a lot of anime on Netflix recently. Yeah, that's there's a shit I watched ton. Death Note. Yeah, there's a shit ton. So maybe I might finally dump me toe on the anime. So give, give Death Note a good, a go. Yeah. yeah, well, okay, thanks, guys. Recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so general general ideas, it's not going to work. What were we talking about again? Death, Death Note. Death, Death Note. Note. Christ, 
Right. Love me stop talking about ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're just here in Bonnie alone. <laughs> <laughs> I know it would work probably if they got like a thriller writer because that was definitely not a horror film. So they, and they've got a horror writer for it. A horror director, yeah. Horror director, yeah, just... but well, it it could be horror thriller kind of mm. you know. I know. I know. I know. Mm. <laughs> but like your your next wouldn't be straight up horror. It, you could. Nah, it, it's it's kind of it's thriller. It's, it's about it's about camp as well. Like I mean, it, it knows what about the guess? Is that more of a thriller? In it, or it's more of a horror? thriller, but again, it's uh, like I suppose. You're just actually looking at the, the trend that he's kind of set with uh, You're Next and The Guest they're both like if you say one's a thriller and one's a horror but they're both really self-referential they the fact of like uh, The Guest would be uh, referencing the fact that it's kind of a play on say like John Carpenter thrillers of the, of the, the 80s and it kind of has fun with that and push it about too far and mix it about over the top and can't but knowingly doing so uh, whereas See, like You're Next does the same thing with her. Yeah. Like I mean, like it, it ramps up, but it's camp and it's it's over the top, especially. And I think when it comes to that kind of Home Alone ending, where there's fucking just kind of <laughs> almost slapsticky violence, uh, it, it took me out of the film a bit. But they know what they're doing, you know, what they, they, they're doing it for a reason. Yeah, I, I I had that same problem with Skyfall. Just turned into Home Alone again. I'm <laughs> 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 so serious. I'm telling. Um. Okay. Oh. This. Oh. There's. Okay, there was a th- there's a picture released of the Nightcrawler that is going to be an X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, do you have it there? Can I have another look at that? I seen it during the week, and I didn't really form an opinion because like I was fucked up at the time. <laughs> you just you're just constantly fucked up. Yeah, whoa, whoa! That's not <laughs> important. That uh, it's the last Wednesday of the week, so. Well, because it's that's the Wednesday. It's over. Um. Yeah, well, the weird thing about Nightcrawler is that he was in X Men Two, played by Alan Cumming. And was excellent. I know it, it was brilliant. Yeah, and like he, he was, was in a lot. It was in a lot of the film, and he was the kind of main kind of thing. He kind of was like the main focus. I mean, obviously, no one's ever going to you know kind of overshadow Wolverine. They always put him to the forefront no matter Aye. what. <laughs> to the uh, eternal sadness of Cyclops, who really is actually the fucking leader of X Men and gets no screen time. Although the fact that the third X Men, which is obviously. It's had so many naysayers. It's not a great film. I think it's it's not as bad as what people say, but uh, it just shows how little they care about Cyclops. Like they fucking like just fuck Cyclops. That the man has killed like ten minutes on the X Men the last stand and basically not mentioned them throughout the whole film. <laughs> He's the fucking leader of the X Men. Yeah. You are flicking see, there? I can't see you find this fucking thing. But yeah, as I was saying, uh, he's in he's he's in X Men too, and he's class, and then just he disappears. Yeah. Much like Nightcrawler, but you know he's just nowhere. Like, why not have him X Men Three? Then I think it's the fact that X Men Three was new director. Obviously, you know oh. uh, Brian Singer had left. Uh, I think that production in general was, Aye, it was really trouble. badly handled. It was a troll production. I think it was. Was it not supposed to be? It was supposed to. Be, Brian Singer left, and was it, was it not supposed to be Matthew Vaughn that came in to direct that? It was. It was. Um, it was Brett. Oh Brett yeah, Bird, they, was it? Oh, Brett Ratner. Brett Ratner, yeah. I, no, he ended up directing it, but I think Matthew Vaughn was attached for a bit, and then he left, and then Brett Ratner was brought in last yeah, minute. Yeah, last minute. And, was, and then, like, I think that's Jesus Christ, any film where you have Vinnie Jones, first of all, Vinnie Jones being the juggernaut in general is <laughs> fucking ridiculous, then Vinnie Jones 
playing on the internet fucking meme or the the, the really famous internet video of I'm the Juggernaut bitch. Yeah. Vinny Jones saying that line in this fucking Cockney mm. London accent, my skin <laughs> bubbled. I was like, oh my lord. <laughs> so I you lo- they were going to do it though when they had the Juggernaut. I'm the Juggernaut bubble. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fucking so bad. What else? There's 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 right, a lot of shit. Here's the picture of young Nightcrawler. See for me, it it, it looks. I don't know, no offense to like the kind of CGA work and stuff like that, but that it looks like he's actually a fucking PS2 game. It, doesn't look, <laughs> it, it looks, looks odd for some reason. I'm not sure. It looks too animated. Like it's, <laughs> it's almost like, is this fucking like. Yeah, that's, the new, that's a personal thing. Yeah, exactly. Is this the new X Men or is this fucking Who Frame Roger Rabbit? You know, is there going to be live action cartoons? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It looks, it looks too animated for me. Yeah. Fair enough, it's early stages, so I mean, they're obviously. I know, gonna, it's just a photo, though. Yeah, they're going to air it at the Kings, like, but. What do you think, Dom? Yeah. No, it's <laughs> Yet again, the, the deep take of breath. I thought, right, here we go. There's a long pause. Don, Don's finally given the analysis that we've, we've been expecting of him. Shite. What were you going to say? Uh, it's uh, too animated, it's just too much CGI and super films. Yeah. Too much CGI and super films. Uh, Punch a super film about CGI. Unbreakable? It's just, no, that was excellent, but like. <laughs> The plan that he's sparing my phone just haven't gone in a shop. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> dinner from me. <laughs> I said there's oh, no, no. I said there's too much CGI in films. Not super films. Not not go cold turkey. Oh, all right, yeah. go cold turkey. It's actually a pretty. It's a pretty funny way they actually look at it though. Like Patrick's just superhero films where they weren't actually captured in the super release. They were just like captured really mundane shit. Like Batman going down the the door lava. Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have the job. <laughs> Like if he's scamping, he's like fucking lost all his assets or something like that. Like some for whatever reason, Alfred still drives him there, <laughs> even though Alfred's like in the wage anymore. Um. Okay, yeah. So that's pretty much all the news I had to talk about. Instead of like disregarding any of them, we just kind of talked about all of them. Which yeah, we said it was nice. <laughs> okay, so uh, you want to talk about the Joker photo? Yes. Unfortunately, yeah. Any solemn tone fell over the podcast. (laughs) Obviously, Joker photo has been released this week. Everyone's seen it, yeah? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think the whole world has seen it now, and every single person has had a negative remark about it. Uh, I think it's so much has been said about it already that it'd be kind of wrong for me to go on for a long time because I think it's almost been beat to death for it, even though it's only released like five days ago, (laughs) but it's been really butchered online. But how could it not be fucking butchered? It looks ridiculous it looks right the, the joker in that picture looks like a kid 
who is about to go to a fucking My Chemical Romance concert. He looks <laughs> fucking. He, he looks like this wee angsty piece of shit, just wanker that you want to strangle. You know what I mean? But like the the thing for me that done it, it was, and I think it was the thing I'd done for most people, was the damaged tattoo yeah. on the forehead. It's like, oh, how angsty. He just sounds like a crying cunt away. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this, like, I'm so trying to get an emo. He just, he comes off as an emo, basically. Uh, another thing I done, like, like the ha-ha-has down the arm and stuff. It's like, we get it, it's a joker. We wouldn't just put every catchphrase across him, though. Like. I know, I've seen somebody write on Twitter, it's like, the new joker looks like a person in real life, a big fan of the joker. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. exactly right. They were saying to you all enough, I'd seen a couple of, because obviously... The internet exploded after that uh, that image was released. But uh, one of my favourite ones was uh, the picture of the Joker, you know, hands on his fist, but they put on the Home Alone cover. <laughs> <laughs> but there was one somebody done it again instead of like fucking, uh, what do you call them? The, the two like robbers from Home Alone. Oh, yeah. Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, I think. Marv, I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. Marv. Yeah, Marv, yeah. Or just Marv, yeah. Yeah. So, Marv. <laughs> Joe Pesci and Marv, <laughs> the character's name, because nobody knows about fucking Daniel Stern. But, uh, Instead of like, obviously it was the Joker's face on this Home Alone cover, but it was just Batman standing behind him, <laughs> looking at us, wonder. That was pretty good. But uh, yeah, it looks absolutely awful, and I think that because the reaction was so negative to it, uh, David Ayer, director David of Suicide Squad, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they were kind of taken aback by how how negative the reaction was. I thought they could have just put everything out to do with Joker because it's Jared Leto, which was you know. Uh, Really well received cast always because mm. people thought you know what they yeah you could you could definitely picture that because they were so he's actually came out already to defend it and I don't know if this is them backtracking now but they're saying that apparently the Joker doesn't actually have tattoos in the film he's came out the already and said that well, why the fuck put the tattoos on the image if mm. that's not going to be the character and it's just going to throw people especially that whoever signed off on that damaged tattoo <laughs> in the head needs a fucking second I'm sorry <laughs> oh when I first seen it I. Well, gen like when I first seen it, it was like a quick glance, and I was like heading out, and I just seen it, and then I, I kind of thought, oh, that's alright, and then left, you know. But then when I actually looked at it properly, I, I never. <laughs> okay, we're also get, getting pickups for a movie about drinking. <laughs> just we're, not, we're just getting pushed. <laughs> don't try, don't try to legitimize this, Michael. <laughs> no, um, no, I because the first thing. Ah, you didn't get a bit no, of I, didn't, I didn't get the pop. That's it. <laughs> kind of showing up. Like. You shake it up a bit. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Are you stopped so we can get that noise? Um, no, I didn't even notice the, the damage the first time I seen it. Like, And honestly, if they took away the damaged, I'd, I'd be fine with the rest of it. Yeah, well, if they took away the tattoos... If the ha-ha-ha tattoos is just a wee But bit. he's, he's going to have a shirt on this thing. Yeah, but it. it's just two of them nodes. I know he's going to have a shirt and they're going to see it, but just, you, you know, you know you know it's there. You know, it's, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, now you know you it's there. Sense it. <laughs> yeah, you, just, you know what's underneath there's, that there's shirt. There's going to be a big reveal in the Suicide Squad now that where he takes off his shirt and you don't see tattoos and everyone's ready to leave. But... No, but I, no, honestly, I, I thought as well that, he, like, because of the damage one, I just thought they're not actually going to have that on him. They the couldn't. Film. They couldn't, like... So when 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 you saying like he came out and said oh he's not actually going to have them like I kind of thought that anyway and because it was it was released like some anniversary of the killing joke or something no I think it was the seventy fifth anniversary of the Joker the, oh, Joker, the actual was? character the Joker seventy five oh, right. years old well no I but the the picture he was mocking was from the killing, the killing joke. joke yeah 
I so I think it was just kind of just like a photo de release on that anniversary and just kind of they just kind of did it up a bit with a bit of Photoshop. Another small gripe I have, I'm not quite sure looking at his teeth, but his teeth metal. He has grills. Or... He's got grills. See, that's fucking stupid as well. Mm. But if, if Batman's beating the shit out of him for years, it won't, it won't, it won't make not, a difference if he's got grills or not. He's no, kind of knocking his no, grill. Aye, no, but he, <laughs> he's knocked out his teeth, so he needs something in there. Ah, it's just, no, it looked, it looked dumb. It just looked like, all that, how can we make him look more wacky? Just even if anything, but just they, give him But they, they, have, they kind of have to go that way because, like, like the Heath Ledger one was kind of a bit more subdued. And yeah, it was. It was no. It was, it was obviously grittier and stuff like that. And I like the fact that they're maybe you know kind of going back to a more comic booky version they because need to I go think a that, completely different way. Yeah, than no, that. I knew that, but I mean, the, the grill tape is not the way to go. Back. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I actually like uh, what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing so far about it. Well, obviously prior to that fucking Joker film, but I like that it's a comic book film that is actually embracing the fact that it's a comic book because we haven't seen that in a long time. I mean, yeah. we were talking before that, obviously in recent years comic book films have got really serious and really dark and gritty yeah. and you know kind of trying to attract adults and you know trying to become more legitimate as a, a cinema basically yeah. so I, I would actually like to see a comic book film kind of be camp and be fun and be over the top well d- did you see the the second picture that Jared Leto released of just his, his body no. like his head's cut off it was just a picture he tweeted himself right he was actually wearing a Superman t-shirt at the day but it was just his arms, like he's really like kind of built, not like built, built like massive, like he's still really skinny, but he's like has muscles, like and mm. he's all veiny and shit. So right. like it's gonna be like a strong Joker. Oh, I'm bored. Yeah, so he's gonna try and fight Batman. I still do. I mean, like it's it's <laughs> not. He's gonna get slapped. <laughs> just Batman. <laughs> he's gonna like, work around for weeks. Like yeah, tonight, tonight's the night. Tonight's the night that I slap out Batman. Yeah, I'll probably get one big on me. <laughs> what, did, what did you think of the picture, Don? Well, I don't care about how much he looks, but what do you think of uh, Jared Leto actually being the Joker? That decision? Yeah. That's that's like what I was about to get on to just there. Uh, thought it was an excellent bit of casting. Yeah. I like it. Jared Leto, he's, because he's got that wary frame, and we can see that he can obviously play a, a variety of characters. Yeah, he's he's a good actor. Dallas Buyers Club, Breaking for a Dream. Obviously, unfortunately, you know, fair enough, the man was doing that music, each to their own and stuff like that. He's kind of been, you know, doing what, 30 seconds? Is it two Mars or four Mars? 30 seconds to Mars? Yeah, that's 30 uh, seconds to Mars. Obviously, he's kind of ripped, well, Samurai Attack. I've never analysed that band name before. Yeah. It's, like, it's a bit weird, isn't it? He's kind of Samurai retired for Michael for the past, like, you know, good couple know, of years. Like and then he came, he, he came back to do Dallas Buyers Club and won a fucking Oscar. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's not a bad return, like. But, uh,. I, he was always one of my favourite young actors and it's great to see him back again and I think that role is perfect for him I think that what's really impressive too is Heath Ledger obviously was the Joker and he now is probably going to be the definitive Joker people have actually started to forget about Jack Nicholson's Joker even yeah. though Jack Nicholson's mm-hmm. Joker is fucking excellent just shows how good Heath Ledger and, was and Cesar Romero's and Cesar Romero's of course he was also excellent for the time <laughs> but people now just see the Joker as Heath Ledger so I don't think that there would have been many people they could have chose that people actually would have gotten on board liked or you know people like especially audiences because now it is just Heath Ledger but I think it was a massive achievement in itself that when they announced Jared Leto was the Joker there was a sense they no uproar whatsoever ah, there yeah, was nothing everybody just accepted it straight away I went yeah that's pretty good we could see that uh, I, I do think he'll do a good job yeah. I definitely do I do yeah. what about yourself Michael? I know. Um, I, I think he'll do a good job. I think he's a good actor. I think the I'm agreeing with what I'm seeing from it as well. I know yeah. people don't like photo wear, but they they have to go completely the other way with it. Like so, 
I think it'll, it'll be good. Yeah, I think it's just in the photo he just. He just looks like a bratty kid with fucking ADD or something. I think it's just he just looks like an well, innocent kid. What was the Joker like as a kid? He would have he would have had ADD. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been sticking what he called not rehypnol. What's the ADD drug? Oh, what is it again? I can't remember. Oh shit! On the top of my tongue. Does That's not literally. Is it begin his head? Rhythm. Rhythm. That's the one. Where, where is that? Zoloft. I was thinking. Zoloft. Is <laughs> that <laughs> I don't know. That's a laxative, isn't it? I think so. Oh, Michael, you haven't been taking Zola for a again of me. No wonder I've been shitting a lot and less concentrated. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Pretty much done with that then? Yeah. Okay. I'm about to unleash Dawn from his cage. Here we go. <laughs> Cue deep intake of breath. Cue one line response. <laughs> okay, Dawn, you believe there is too many comic books in here? Yes. It's like uh, New Hollywood cinema. Back in those days, I think it started off with Bonnie and Clyde. Mm-hmm. Fucking, it's just, it's kind of like a phase. Yeah. We're all going through, and I think if it was better paced, like, how many, how many superhero films were there, like, last year? Five. Five? Yeah. That's too much. It's like five Bond films coming out, you know what I mean? In a year? I kind of, I kind of, if it was paced better, it'd be more special, but I think they're just, just cash cows really, it's kind of tackier. Well, they yeah. do make a lot of money. Honestly, I know, but it's it's always gonna be. It's, it's money's always gonna want out, unfortunately. But yeah. uh, I I kind of get where you're coming from. I think that there's just so many comic book films now yeah. that it, it's hard to get excited from because when you actually look at comic book films, they all follow the same plot structure. Yeah, they're all very fucking similar. You know, it's actually hard to kind of differentiate between you know men them. The only thing that kind of sells them is that the characters you know have mm-hmm. their own tropes, or you like the certain actor playing that character. But you actually look at the plots and the narrative devices and stuff, and they, you know, it's, it's fucking it's pretty bland. Like yeah, it's, it's bland as fuck, and it's you know, it's it's all very very similar. So I think when you're kind of uh, just overcome with you know, comic book films like you were saying like last year and stuff like that, yeah, I, I definitely get where it comes from because I think when when I first that 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 started that kind of this golden age, basically, you would say, comic book films uh, because yeah. beforehand comic book films were seen as like a, a fucking a disaster wouldn't they happen you know there because they had, they had like the, I think it was Captain America in the 90s and stuff like that and they were awful you know well, what I mean well Batman Robin killed comic book films on the yeah well, exactly <laughs> fuck I forgot about them uh, but that's what stopped that Tim Burton Superman film is because Batman and Robin was so badly thank they Christ that stopped it <laughs> was it Nicolas Cage as Superman Nicolas Cage as oh Superman Tim Burton directing Kevin Smith wrote the script like we are saying earlier on about fucking Nicolas Cage doing an Adam West for Kick-Ass <laughs> Picture him Adam West and for fucking Superman. <laughs> Fun, uh, no, because uh, it's funny we're talking about this because a documentary just came out, I think it was a few days ago. It's called The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened? And it's this guy, John Schnepp, uh, went around and like talked to like Tim Burton and a bunch of the like production people because they were, they were in like pre-production for it and there's actual footage of Nicolas Cage yeah. in the suit and all. There's a really famous photo online of him actually standing in front of the Emerald with a suit on. Yeah. And so his his footage of like of at the time and loads of interviews with all these people and it's just kind of talking about what happened with it and stuff. I think it looks really interesting. I really want to see it. It just came out a couple of days ago. Yeah. But um, sidetracked from that. Oh, another fun fact about that. <laughs> if you wonder, if you're wondering what Nicolas Cage would have looked like, uh, physique wise of Superman, he did Con Air. Because he, Superman was cancelled, so that was uh, no way he's really built in Conair. 
That's that was his Superman body. Yeah. Would had, also the hair. Would it had the hair and it would have had long hair as Superman? Yeah. What? So it essentially just would have been Cameron Poe. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron Poe. Would it have the accent? <laughs> oh, fuck. When did that fall not happen? Like, I'm actually rich of it. <laughs> well, if that fall happened, you could think about looking back at Nicolas Cage as Superman. It would have been sweet. Con Air is probably the best bad movie I've ever seen. Oh, Con Air is so good. It's so good. I can, like, watch it every day. It's so, so possibly. Yeah, it's fucking so good. What is it again? John Malkovich's famous line? Wow. Was he's all drop the gun and a bunny gets it? That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> more like Jack Nicholson than the fucking. I wasn't John Malkovich at all. You get into John Malkovich. What is it? You need to call somebody an asshole or something. No, oh, it's uh, it? oh, it's burn after reading. You represent the idiocy of today. <laughs> that was awful. That was such a bad. That was such a bad Malkovich impression. <laughs> what was I even going for? That? I don't know. That was so bad. <laughs> Washington or something. Um, anyway, just to get off these impressions, um, yeah, we don't want to go down. We don't want to be that impression podcast that everybody yeah. talks about. Or talk about. Um, no, yeah, comic book movies. Um, I, I, I really enjoy all the comic book movies come out, like all the Marvel stuff. I'm really into it, and I enjoy most film. But uh, I seen Avengers this week, and I really liked it. But I actually did get destruction fatigue. Of they're having these big battles yeah. and like uh, buildings are getting fucked up uh, and I was just like, aye, so either there's stacks of people dying like because <laughs> like everybody went on with that with Man of Steel yeah and for some reason I don't care about it Man of Steel Zack Snyder yeah again your yeah. nemesis <laughs> your nemesis but uh, I'd, I I didn't mind Man of Steel I thought it was good but um I know the Avengers was the first time I kind of did get that feeling of like. Like I just can't be bothered just, just seeing buildings smash up. I mean, because it was actually during the the Iron Man Hulk fight, which mm. was a really good fight and it's funny and it's good. But it was just because there's there's a bit where Iron Man's trying to take Hulk away from the city, and I was like, yes, please take him away from the city so I can enjoy this fight. Yeah. But then he goes back and they're smashing up buildings, and you're like, what's it's, the point? Like, it, seems you know, just, it just it just annoyed me. Like comic book battle scenes in general, and this is kind of playing with with Don's point is that. Because there's so many comic book films, I mean, if say there would be one comic book film a year and you get pumped up for it, and obviously you've seen that film, it'll be something kind of new and, and exciting, mm-hmm. these huge battles. But then when you're seeing it in six or seven films, maybe about two or three times throughout the film in a year, it's just boring. Like, I, I watch a lot of fight scenes now, but like to, even towards, and it's no fault of the Avengers, you know, it's really well shot and, you know, it ramps up the tension and it's really good. But I think it's just, it's comic book films are maybe like a a victim of their own success in a way and that, that I was sitting watching like some of the fight scenes on it and just thinking I've seen this like 20 times before you know what I mean I can't really engage with yeah. as much as what I would have done maybe the first one two three times see most most of the Marvel ones as well they they do have that kind of big third act standoff kind of thing yeah. and even one of my favourite Marvel ones Guardians of the Galaxy <clears throat> which it is very different and you, you you can get like it's not really a superhero film. Like. Yeah, I think Guardians of the Galaxy is even, maybe the exception to the rule. But even that this. has this big third act standoff kind yeah. of thing, like with like home Ronan and the ship trying to come in and yeah. the the Nova Corps holding back and all the aircraft. They still had that in there, but I think James Gunn just managed to get more of his stuff and sneak it past. Yeah, of. I think that is the exception to the rule, Guardians of the Galaxy, because obviously you would almost say Guardians of the Galaxy is not a comedy film. 
It's a, it's a, it's a Conan. It's fun. also watched that this week. <laughs> it's absolutely excellent. I kind of want to watch it again. Yeah. After I just stop this and yeah, watch Guardians. We just cut this now. Fuck it. We'll go down and watch Have it. you seen Guardians of the Galaxy? No. We're watching what? it. We're watching it. Okay. This. Yeah. Definitely watch it. This. This. Yeah. This. I love the, the tree. Oh, he just he just really demeaned it. What, what did he say? He just really demeaned it. We're like fucking sitting bumming up Guardians of the Galaxy. He's all yeah, the one with the the fox and the tree. And... Oh Jesus. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Just get out of my house. <laughs> Just say say your last words on the podcast and get out. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Stop <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> um. So yeah. Any final words, Don, on comic book movies? What do you, What do you think they should do? I don't think they should. Do. I think they'll just die out. Yeah. <laughs> Brain Dallas response. Yeah. <laughs> People can't see him, but he's also brandishing a knife at this point. <laughs> I've just been stabbed. <laughs> I, I think I think uh, comic book movies are just the thing these days, and they are. I don't think they'll completely go out of go out of style oh. or completely crash, but I say they will calm down a bit, like. Like they're like Marvel's building up the Infinity War now, yeah. and I'd say after Iron. See, I, I think that's the the general problem because you like think of Iron Man, hmm. that's really really low stakes, and you think yeah. of where they are now, and it's always mm. the end of the world yeah. because the history keeps on getting bigger and bigger and bigger, exactly. and you just want them to draw back a bit and just make it like look at Daredevil. That's just about a guy in a certain part of New York, you know? Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. if yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good point. If they do lower the stakes and. Then obviously make it at that smaller scale. Then I think because you, you care you can, more, yeah, you can yeah, yeah definitely you can engage with more because there's only so many times you can hear apocalypse and then it loses all meaning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like oh, it's another apocalypse again. And, and you know, if you do make it small scale and more human, like Daredevil the series has done. Yeah, we're talking about last week. It's I think it's really really good. I'm, I'm only I think episode eight, so I haven't even finished the series yet, but it's been excellent so far. How how was that? Second episode fight scene at the end. Oh, so good. <laughs> in the corridor. Yeah. Oh my god, it's one of the best things I've seen this year on TV. It's so good. It's like, it's just fucking wrecked. I know, that's the best just, thing about it. But I mean, it's 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 done the really realistic way because, fuck, I showed out the uh, Charlie Cox has had no cor- like the choreographer that show or whoever's training him, they fight because he has got some fucking mad moves on him. Well, actually, fun fact I heard an interview with him is that it's him as he walks in. And then you know, when he walks through the first door mm-hmm. and then they start the fighting, but then the the door breaks down, that's when you actually see him. When you see him after the door breaks down, that's his stunt double. Right. And then he fights more people. And you remember where he like falls through the door then? And yeah. the door, when he comes back, like, that's Charlie Cox again then. All right. Okay. Because so. I thought even for, obviously, an actor who's kind of wanting to do his own stunts and stuff mm-hmm. like that and do his own fighting, I thought that... That would be because it's all one shot. That'd be too much for fucking most actors. Well, apparently, he didn't have a lot of time to actually get training for it. Like, so yeah. I think a lot of the times, well, he said, I think he said in the interview, it's like kind of half and half him and the stunt guy, kind of. But because he didn't have enough time to be proper trained for it and get the moves down for it, kind of thing. But he said he, he did as much as he could. Yeah. Kinda. Oh, also, uh, don't really spoil anything for people who are watching Daredevil. If anybody's obviously, if anyone was going to listen to this, but. Uh, the scene Kingpin with a car door and a Russian mobster oh, oh my god <laughs> we'll just leave it at that yeah. <laughs> you haven't watched Daredevil have you? No. yeah definitely well I mean like if you fucking despise comic book movies I don't think they're like, I don't, I don't no, despise, I don't despise them. Da- Daredevil is completely different right yeah. and Wilson Fisk is one of the best bad guys you'll see ever yeah and there's no big third act climax well there probably is but <laughs> uh, it's 
like a park bot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just completely going to say, right, after Guardians of the Galaxy, we'll watch Daredevil soon. Okay. Uh, we'll, make a, we'll make a night of it. The whole series, all 13 episodes. <laughs> so, so Guardians of the Galaxy is about two hours, 20 minutes long. So you're, you're going to be here for like 15 and a half hours. It's, not, it's like two hours long. You're like an Avenger. Two hours, time. 15? Is it on Netflix? No, it's just two hours. Oh, is it nice? Sorry, I had a 15 minutes on the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like, well, you, you looked at me like you want to fucking shoot me. <laughs> classic Shan Coyle of fucking hyperbole. <laughs> but um ah <clears throat> uh, yeah so what you you don't want the comic movies you just say them okay so what i want to talk about was films that made you cry mm-hmm. and i i i want to go first in this because i i don't really remember crying much as a child <laughs> about films i might be mad tell me i used to watch one of the three every day and cry when the bees chased them that was when i was a baby but kind of around like 8 to 12 kind of or well, no but maybe like from 10 to like kind of 16 17 kind of age i don't really remember crying a film and then i watched the film garden state directed starring zach braff yeah. written by zach braff and it wasn't even the first time i'd seen the film i watched the film on my own i thought it was a good film i enjoyed it so then i decided to show it to my girlfriend jill and we were sat, just sat in bed, watched the film. And the film ends. Spoilers for Garden State. <laughs> uh, it ends with Zach Braff and Ali Portman just kind of staring at each other. And just was like a zoom out from an, in an airport. And then I just started crying. Oh, and I started hugging Jella. And I just said, I just love you so much. <laughs> and uh, is, this, is this therapy or is this all a podcast? <laughs> Oh, because I'm getting to a point. <laughs> was uh, I know it was just such a weird moment because I I don't really remember crying at films like that, yeah. and there was no reason for me to cry at this film. Like I'd seen it before, I knew what happened. Like. Yeah. But since then, I will cry at any film, any kind of emotional thing in a film. I either kind of get choked up or I, I shed a manly tear. There's no shame. <laughs> I'm, no, shame. I'm not saying there's shame in it, but I I broke something in myself that day that now I cry at everything. <laughs> Gardens did change your life, essentially. Gardens they did change my life. That's why I love Zach Braff so much. Even it's though I haven't bought his new film. Beautiful thing with things a film can do. <laughs> Have you had a film that you've cried at recently? Uh, well, not recently. Just in uh, general. Uh, the bucket list. The end of the bucket list. Maybe cry. But what's what's the kind of first film you remember crying at? Terminator Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the with, thumbs with up. The thumb. oh. yep. Is that yeah. why you like space so much? <laughs> Just that opening line about the thumb. Yeah, that thumb. The thumb. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that thumb, that thumb got everybody, man. Yeah. That thumb got everybody. Seriously. Oh, that's cool. Tamara such a cool film they cry at. Yeah. <laughs> the music as well, really, really, really something. I, I really connect with Terminator 2 because I'm pretty sure I seen it when I was like five. Mm. <laughs> and it's an 18 rated film. Because I say, I can really connect with Terminator 2 because my father was a robot. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like. I mind I seen it like a couple of years ago, like after years of not seeing it, and just I, I was right back being a kid, and just yeah. all the, all the sounds in it, and it's just like I remember that, and it just yeah. takes you right back mm-hmm. and you get so excited about it. But uh, yeah, so what other films have you cried at? Uh, the Bucket List, No The End, Wendy Derry, Jack Nicholson, and Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. On top of the spoilers, nice one though. It's called The Bucket List. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that um, scene just uh, they've done everything and just. Was end their lives and mm. it's pretty sad. Like, but it, I don't know, it wasn't really. I don't know why I really cried. Yeah, you know, just one of those moments where it's like, 
It, but it, it hasn't ruined you for all no, Collins as my start. I I am a cheap date of crying. Mikey, drop a hat. Mikey's balling his eyes out. Exactly. I cried at the first Resident Evil film. What? Oh Jesus! Because well, it was so bad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I don't even think I would give it over. Not that cheap. Man has to have a cold. Like. <laughs> Um, Chan, Chan Collins. Uh, Legally Blonde 2. Are you serious? No, I've never, I've never seen that film. <laughs> ah, films I've credit. Because ah. you, you, you seem like a person that just, you know, just has a gap where his heart should be. So. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, a bad person, I think they're called. <laughs> ah, fuck, films I've credit. I'm trying to think. Shit. See, Terminator 2, maybe, maybe I did credit Terminator 2 mm. as a kid. I can't quite remember. Uh, oh no I, I don't know if I actually cried like physical human tears but I was really close to it <laughs> the, the end of uh, the Fellowship of the Ring where like Boromir's again this is a spoiler but fucking everybody's seen Lord of the Rings at this point it's at least like fucking 10 years ago spoilers so, so it's spoilers and fuckies you should have seen it by now <laughs> but uh, the end of the Fellowship of the Ring and Boromir's mad fucked up he's just got like a couple of bows on him from uh, Lurtz the, like, the, like the leader of the Urukai until I, yeah, I, really like, I really like Lord of the Rings but like he's lying there and obviously him and, uh, him and Aragorn have had like a bit of back and forth the whole film they don't really respect each other and then he's all I kept it I came and I'm like oh Jesus <laughs> I just want to kind of fucking rub my fist off at that point was so much <laughs> yeah uh, I think I think I'm going to well dump that but that's not really a sad well that is sad because he's fucking dying like well, it was more like tears of joy yeah in a way but phones I've cried at I remember this, this is <laughs> It wasn't me, but it, it's a funny story. I have a friend. Uh, I'll, I'll leave her own name. But uh, we went out one night and got fucking like, crazy drunk. And uh, she tried... What? Crunk. Crunk, I think. Yeah, <laughs> crunked up. Uh, and she was texting me the next day. <laughs> she was texting me the next day. And she texted and I'm so hungover. I just started crying at cold ones. <laughs> <laughs> was it when the boy broke his egg? I just think like, and she just couldn't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> Cole Rollins get gets a bit emotional towards the end. They're like carrying the bobsled out. Spoilers for Cole Rollins. Again, fuck him. Who cares? That was like, like 20 years ago. Uh, yeah. That's a film that I credit. Fucking uh, a personal moment. You'd say guilty pleasure because I think it's just a good film. Uh, the end of Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh. Because I, 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 I am a child of divorce. I really help me hard. <laughs> <laughs> really. At the end, when uh, he's saying, like, oh, all families are good, and as well, Robin Williams. R.I.P. Robbie. But uh, when... I know I watched Aladdin after he died. Oh, oh no. It's because i seen that meme of... Uh, did you see it? Oh, it wasn't a meme, but I a picture. Somebody talked about the ending yeah. scene of Aladdin and said, go, go, Genie, you're free now. Uh, after so he died. sad. <sighs> yeah, no. He's brought this whole podcast. I know we really have. What was your fucking topic? Sorry, you know what I mean. You're topic that. Oh, let's fucking end our very first podcast. We fucking fucking made you cry. We're trying to end on a high note. Um, I so Miss Diver. I Miss Diver. Oh, I got some mad tears, <laughs> crazy tears. Like like the bit where is it at the end? She has her own show and stuff. Spoilers from yeah. Mrs. Diver. Again, like fuck them. Like, and by the way, who hasn't seen Mrs. Diver? Because like there's cavemen that I've seen Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, Where she has her own show and stuff and she's doing the bit with the puppet or what? Yeah, at the very end. And mm. she's talking about like, 
and all families are special and stuff like that there help me hard man Top yeah. me how to come back from it as a, as a like six year old <laughs> I don't know what they're missed out for 93 uh, probably about there probably about there about 4 or 5 then yeah is there any other films you cried at Michael? I've cried at them all man <laughs> <laughs> name one I've, I've cried an episode of Kingdom Kill <laughs> <laughs> Actually, literally, I've done that. Right. I think I think it's just the, the fucking seriously powerful effect and acting of uh, Chris Rigby. <laughs> Who's Chris Rigby? The, the fucking the, the guy who owns the shop. He's literally called Chris Rigby. It's Rigby store. Keenan oh. Kell. <laughs> no, it was an episode of Keenan Kell where Keenan was moving away. Oh, that is sad. <laughs> that, oh yeah, and they leave the portrait. Hey, no, because Kell Kell comes. They give him a gift because before he goes, but they've already left, and because Keenan's all oh, no, I need to wait for Kell, and then. Mr. Rockmore's all, come on, we're doing it. It's really good, Mr. Rockmore. <laughs> Solid. But, uh, yeah, and then Kel comes in and he's all, Keenan, Keenan, where are you? And he opens up the picture. Oh, no, he just, he shows the picture and it's like a, a framed picture of them two. It's like a portrait. And it's just so sad. It just, yeah. it does a slow zoom and they, the picture then. That's heartbreaking. Well, I, I, I don't think that was the end of that it. That wasn't that, but how did they, they resolve it? Like, how did they move back again? Because they just, definitely went just, back to that just, house. Just Keenan moved back. Yeah, just was <laughs> that. Yeah, basically. Speak of Kel was like squatting in the house or something. <laughs> Heroin addict was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of like uh, Nickelodeon dads from the 90s, uh, Roger from Sister Sister, what a guy. He used to be, he was the background of my laptop for fucking two years. <laughs> It was just, it was like, that. I don't even know the actor's no, name. You know about the dad? Ray. Oh, Ray, sorry. Oh, Ro- Roger's the annoying kid from next door. Oh, go go home, home, Roger. Roger. Yeah, that's what it was. Ray, Ray, I can't even remember the actor's name, but it was just him. It was like a, a, a profile headshot of him just smiling at me every single day. It's one of the best days of my life. Ray, Ray, Ray's a good guy. He was. Man, I want to go and raise limos. That's, there's a company <laughs> they invest in. I believe in raise limos. Raise limos. What was the jingle for Ray's Lumos? Fuck knows. Did they have one? I know, he did like an advert in one episode. It was like, we're talking about Ray's, Ray's Lumos. Oh, I gotta get back and watch that. I gotta get back and watch that. Oh, uh, yeah. We can watch it at the Guardians of the Galaxy. And yeah, I'm, I'm between I'm, Daredevil. I just like, for ad breaks. <laughs> <laughs> just Ray Limo, Ray's Lumos adver- adverts. <laughs> Uh, so, any big 90s sitcoms for you? Any, any big 90s followers from sitcoms did you attach yourself to? Oh, it was like the Ken Furry from Kim and Kel, because he was in Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And also the remake. He, the remake he, he, he does a cameo in the remake. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's the announcer. So, recommendations for this week now that we're drawn to an end of this podcast? I have a recommendation. Yeah. It's a film called Rudderless. Mm-hmm. I've talked to you about this yeah. before. It's uh, William H. Macy's directorial debut, and I can never remember the main guy's name in it. It's Bill Crup? Billy Crudup? Crudup? Yeah, yeah Bill Crudup. He's really on the red lighter. I know. And the story is about his dad and his, so- his son dies in a shooting at university. So it's kind of playing with that kind of stereotypical, well, it's not a stereotypical American thing, but that thing of like a shoot up in a school mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then he kind of connects, he starts connecting with his son through music that his son recorded because he gets all the kind of recordings of his of his son after he dies, kind of. And so he starts listening to it, then he starts performing it. And it's just kind of how that develops, and he kind of starts a band and stuff. And it's, there's, there's nothing like super special about it or anything. Like it was only a couple of years ago. 
but it's just it's just a really good story told well and i just i think there's some i think there's there is something special about that that it's not really there's nothing flashy about it there's nothing really big about it it's just like a good kind of small film yeah. and i think watching it as a person who wants to make films it kind of it kind of makes you want the it kind of inspires you to do it because not like oh i could do better in that kind of way but that it's a simple thing and it's done well and that's yeah. all you really need to do yeah and it's on Netflix. Go check it out. William H Macy's also in it. He's the bar manager. <laughs> well, I will take that recommendation. I will give it a go. I fucking oh yeah, and there's loads of songs in it. It's one of them films that has songs in it, <laughs> and they're very good songs. <laughs> Much like Once and Begin Again, who's just a couple of their favorites of mine. I like I like films with like music in it. That's like it's like a band playing them or whatever. My recommendation for the week is well, actually, we spoke about it earlier, and I'm just gonna select that one recommendation instead of throwing someone else out there. But Liz Luck, uh, with Tom Hardy, I think, as I was saying earlier, any film that can make a man drink and make for an hour and a half, not only interesting but really engaging, really emotionally affecting, is uh, is definitely worth a watch. Tom Hardy's performance of the fucking church, really, really, really good. I think that it, it just shows how good an actor he is that he can be the only focus of a film like lots of the cameras on him before it happens to no one else and uh, it can make it so effective so definitely I recommend that it also just shows what I like it, it, it shows how much you can do with so little you know what I mean in a film like mm. all you need is an actor and a character driving but you can still make a great story from it and I think if watch it, my point me Roger yeah <laughs> if you uh, you know if, you, if you're a young filmmaker or someone like that or maybe even a, a, a young screenwriter <laughs> I think it's definitely something they, they watch because it shows that you know stories don't have to be massive they, they don't have to be like we're saying with comic book films you know over the top of these like crazy third act so uh, yeah definitely luck I recommend kind of a similar film it's a short film by I think it's by Martin McDonough yeah. called Six Shooter yeah it's oh, good. Yeah. really good me and Shannon have a personal connection to that film. Yeah, we do. <laughs> because uh, there's a film festival in our town called the Foyle Film Festival, and uh, me and Shan entered a film in it one year, and we were pushed out of that competition by Six Shooter. <laughs> <laughs> our film is fucking awful, right? Like, ba our, ba our film is pretty bad. It's, Six Shooter went down, they won an Oscar. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the kind of thing of... Oh, anyone can enter this competition, but do you have Martin McDonough in this competition? Yeah. <laughs> or, a accomplished film director? Martin McDonough? Our film is about a fridge. That's no lie. Like, our film is about a fridge. No. I have a mini fridge. Oh, I was about a mini fridge, yeah. Right. I have a shot on a H8 handicap. Basically, a shot in a camcorder. We were 17. I think we're going to win over. Yeah, we're really. At the time, we thought it was a masterpiece. <laughs> Still the best film I ever made, but <laughs> really not saying a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh well. Do you mind talking more about sexuality rather than me and? Not that it's about it. So we're on the same lines of luck. It's yeah. all set in like a. It's all set in a vehicle. A yeah, vehicle of course. Room. A train. A train. Yes. And, uh, they, that would be different from a car. Uh, and uh, Brendan Gleeson. They're basically the same. Brendan Gleeson is the star of the show, but I think the guy who really steals the scenes is like what do you call the kid, the pure crazy kid. Oh, and he, shit. Aye, he just he just has all the best lines. He he made me want to start calling my dad old fella. Gotcha. Like, all right, old fella. Ah, come on now, old fella. <laughs> he just keeps calling Brendan Gleeson old fella. I just I want to keep calling people old fella. <laughs> but uh, yeah, highly recommend that film. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a hell of a good film. Nice one. 
I think we'll wrap it up there then. So this has been the very first episode of Let's Talk More Movies. I think we were more on movies this time around. Yeah, mm -hmm. we didn't really go off on as many times, except the whole Zordon thing, but then we'll come back <laughs> down next week, don't worry. That's that's just goddamn podcast gold right there. <laughs> okay, so um, normally at this stage, I would start listing email addresses where you can contact us, but I haven't really set that up yet. So listen to the next episode and you'll get that information <laughs> find out more See, that's, that's the hook that's how you get them to listen to the next one okay thanks thanks for listening cheers bye 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 so can you sit down I think she wants under the covers I think that's what it is no she never goes under no she's making herself a bed now. ah making herself a bed by just walking in circles <laughs> that's what dogs do dog logic bizarre <laughs> Why do they do that? I don't know. I said that like, they're testing out where the coziest part of the bed is. Well, it's, it's probably goes back to like when they were like outside and had a big ass bed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <right? laughs> <laughs> had a big <dig> bed. Try now. Big beds. Like dig up the soil so it's like a bit softer or something, no? No. <laughs> what would they do this? What know. if they were desert dogs? Dig up the sand. Dig up the sand. I'm pretty sure Bear Girls does that. So. Bear Girls is full of shit as well. <laughs> I think this another thing I don't like is that people talk about like, oh, Bear Girls, oh, he's, he's a survivalist and stuff like that. He's a fucking dickhead. He really is. He's been caught so many times, like going to hotels and stuff, where he leaves all those other poor bastards stranded on an island. I'm sitting on a fucking travel lodge up a street. <laughs> <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.